Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Job said, I have found a ransom uh, for my soul. Amen. Thank God we was all, like the song said, we'd all been kidnapped by the devil, uh, held hostage. But I'm glad that the Lord uh, has, ra- has a ransom for those who will have it. Amen. And uh, uh, appreciate uh, our sound people this week. Everything went great. Uh, they uh, they kind of get uh, they get recognition when everything go anything goes wrong, but usually don't get much said when everything goes right. And uh, so this week, uh, this week everything went right. So we appreciate all the. I know there's a lot of different ones back there and doing this, that, and the other. Uh, but we do just want you to know we appreciate you and we appreciate you for being here tonight uh, in this service. Uh, if you will, take your Bibles and turn uh, with me tonight uh, back to Proverbs chapter 30 tonight. Uh, Proverbs chapter 30 tonight. And uh, we want to look at verse uh, 26 tonight. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 26 tonight. Alright, if you're at the right place sir, Proverbs 30, verse 26, let's read it together. The conies are but a feeble folk, yet make they their house in the rocks. Thank you, you can be seated. Our Father, as we come to you, Lord, this evening, what a joy it is to, Lord, to assemble together with the Lord's people uh, to worship the Lord. And uh, Father, we pray that you'd stir our hearts and we pray you'd increase our four loves that we need tonight to be stirred in our heart. First of all, Lord, our love for you. Uh, The Bible said that the church in uh, Revelations had left their first love. And uh, they didn't lose it, but they left it. And uh, we need our love to be increased for you in these last days. And then, Lord, our love for the Scriptures. And uh, David said, Oh, how I've loved thy word. And, uh, Lord, that we might have a love in these last days for you. Uh, the living word, and for the scriptures, the written word. And then, Lord, that we might love Christ's church. The Bible said that God loved the church and gave himself for it. And, uh, Lord, whenever we lose our love for you, or we leave our love for you, we also leave our love for the scriptures and, Lord, for the church. And then, lastly, Lord, we need you to increase our love for the souls of humanity that are lost and going to hell. The psalmist said, where there is no vision, people perish. And we need to have a love for lost humanity, lost souls. And Lord, whenever we lose our love for Christ, and it's not where it needs to be, Lord, all these other things fall by the wayside. And Lord, in these last days, when so many do not even realize it, Lord, that they have left many of these loves, I pray that God would send a revival in the hearts of His people, uh, Lord, that they might once again... Uh, return to their first love. Father, we ask you to bless the scriptures tonight. Thank you for all those that are listening to the way of the internet. Uh, thank you, Lord, for those in, uh, Lord that are listening right here in person in the house of God. And I thank you for that. Help me tonight to preach, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, I read this morning uh, out of verse 24 that there are four things 
uh, God says, Solomon said, there are four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. And you might want to underline that word exceeding. Uh, I hadn't really uh, focused in on that. I just said four wise things. But the Lord says these things are exceeding wise, uh, the Bible says. And uh, we're living in a time when we need the wisdom that God's Word can give. Amen. Amen. The conies are the second little creature that's mentioned here. I preached about the ants this morning. But the second uh, creature mentioned here is the conies. And the Bible said they are but a feeble folk, yet make their house in the rocks. People have different ideas about what this coney is. Uh, but basically, uh, to sum it all up, it's a, it's a rabbit that lives in the mountains. Uh, it's a mountain rabbit, more or less, is what it is. And uh, it's not like the rabbits we have around here, and many people hunt. It's a different type of rabbit. Uh, but it lived in the mountains in this region there where we're, where we're reading it from here. And we really only have one verse to look at tonight. Well, two verses tonight. Uh, there's actually two verses. I'll bring another one in in a little while. But uh, when you only got two verses and they're not very long, the good thing for you there is the sermon's got short. Amen. Uh, you only got uh, you only got just a few verses there. Uh, but the Bible said that these conies are exceeding wise, and I'm interested in why that they are so wise. Now, there's some of these things about the coney that uh, is like the ant that I preached about this morning. And I'm not being repetitious, but sometimes God just wants to hit the nail twice uh, for some reason. Used to when I'd be preaching in a meeting or a camp meeting or revival where they'd have different preachers preaching, and uh, I'd know what the Lord wanted me to preach, and then the fellow before me would got up and preach that same scripture. Uh, well, used to I wouldn't preach, then I'd change my message, I'd go somewhere else, but I learned in time that whenever that happens, sometimes God's wanting to drive the nail deeper. God's wanting to uh, hit the nail again on the head. And so that may be uh, as... But uh, Proverbs thirty twenty six says here, gives us a description of these conies. It don't tell them their size, or it don't tell us, tell us that they are, look like a rabbit, and they really don't if you... Uh, if you look them up, of course, there's different ideals about what a coney is, but a couple, the most of them, are so crazy uh, that you wouldn't even uh, you wouldn't even consider it. Uh, but uh, the best uh, the best things I've read that the coney is a mountain rabbit, so to speak, and uh, they to me they look more like a groundhog than they do a rabbit. They got shorter ears and they're lower to the ground. Uh, of what I've looked at and read about, but the Bible said they are exceeding wise. And uh, I want to look tonight at the description that we have of them, and all we have is the Bible says the conies are but a feeble folk. And so uh, we know that uh, the Lord said that these conies are very feeble. Now, I preached this morning, and I talked about how the flesh is weak, and uh, how that you and I, that we are weak, and you and I are also like the coney in the sense that we are feeble. And uh, most of us that are growing older, we're getting more feeble all the time. And uh, every now and then you'll talk to somebody and say, how's so-and-so doing? And said, well, 
they're doing all right, but they're getting awful feeble. Uh, well, we're all a feeble folk, amen? Uh, and we're not just feeble when we get old. We're feeble uh, from birth on. We're a feeble folk. And uh, I know there's people out there, and they say, well, uh, they say, I'm strong, I'm strong in their flesh. They think they're strong because they can uh, bench weight uh, pre- something because they have big biceps or whatever. Uh, but the Bible said, as I said this morning, the Bible said the flesh is weak, amen. Uh, uh, the flesh is weak. And if anybody's strong tonight, they're strong in the Lord, in the Lord. Uh, but the, the flesh is feeble. This Coney knows he's a feeble creature. That's part of his wisdom. You see, there's a lot of people that, a lot of people, they're weak, but they don't know it. They don't know it. They think they're strong. Uh, but the reality is that if you are very wise if you will realize that in your flesh you're feeble, you're very weak. And uh, that makes you need the Lord. Amen. Uh, if you think you're strong, you won't need the Lord. You won't be dependent on the Lord because you think you can handle it all on your, all on your own. So the, fa- the flesh is feeble, is feeble. And because the flesh is feeble, uh, the coney knows that his flesh is feeble. Uh, and because that he knows that, uh, he flees. He flees. That's why that we have this telling us about his home is in the rocks. You say, why is it in the rock? Because he knows he's a feeble creature. And he knows that he'll have to flee some things because he's not strong enough uh, to be able to handle them on his own. And so when we think about that tonight, I think about that passage in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 22 tonight. And the Bible says, Flee also youthful lust. Now whenever I've ever heard that verse preached, I've always heard it preached, about sexual temptations. But if you will notice in your Bible tonight, the Bible said, Flee also youthful lust, uh, with an S on it. Uh, there's a lot of temptations out there that young people need to flee. Yes, they need to flee the temptation for uh, sexual relationships out of wedlock, but they also uh, uh, need to flee the temptation for a thousand other things uh, uh, that we could bring up here tonight. But I want you to notice these, these two elves in that verse. I want you to notice. Uh, he said, Flee also youthful lust, uh, but follow, follow. One of them says to flee, things you need to run away from tonight. And the other says, there's things that you need to follow. You need to follow righteousness, faith, charity, and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And so not only do we need to flee some things, uh, but there's some things that we need to follow. Remember that in a little while. And I think tonight, I think tonight about those in the Bible uh, that uh, they thought they were strong, uh, uh, and they didn't flee because they thought they were strong. I think about Samson tonight. Samson was God's strong man. And Samson knew he was strong, uh, uh, but he didn't realize why he was strong. Uh, Samson was only strong because the Spirit of the Lord uh, 
would come upon him. And uh, Samson was a lot stronger than he was smart. Uh, and you know the story. I won't go into all of it. But you know how that Samson, uh, uh, how that he failed, uh, he failed a temptation among women. Uh, and uh, the last one being Delilah. And you know how that instead of fleeing, uh, uh, Samson was laying in her lap. Uh, and because that he thought he was strong enough to overcome the temptation, uh, he wound up in prison. Now the other person that comes to mind when you think about fleeing temptation uh, uh, would be Joseph. And uh, Joseph in Genesis 39, and again, I trust you know the story how Joseph fell into, uh, how Joseph's brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites, uh, and how he, uh, how he fell uh, into uh, the hands of uh, these Ishmaelites, and they sold him to Potiphar. And uh, he was there in Potiphar's house, and God gave him favor with Potiphar. Uh, uh, but I'm sure Joseph was a nice-looking man, and Joseph was a, uh, a godly man. Uh, and so when uh, you're a nice-looking man, and you're a godly man, uh, especially if you're a godly man, uh, uh, the devil's always out trying to trip you up. Amen. And so of all the people that Pharaoh's wife uh, could have had, she wanted Joseph. Uh, she wanted God's man. And uh, the Bible said she cast her eye on him. Uh, uh, she began to blink her eyelids uh, and say, uh, How you doing, big boy? Uh, uh, and she began to be flirtatious with him. Uh, uh, but Joseph was a wise man. Uh, and uh, the Bible said that one day that she came by him uh, and, uh, and the Bible said that she said, Lie with me. Uh, and I promise you she was one of the most beautiful women uh, in all of the Egypt because Pharaoh could get anybody he wanted. Uh, and he got this lady, this Jezebel, I should say. And she said, Lie with me. That had to be a great temptation for Joseph. But Joseph knew that he was weak. And Joseph said, how can I do this wickedness and sin against God? Now, you think about where Joseph's at. His brothers had thrown him in a pit and then they got him out and they sold him to the uh, Ishmaelites and they, uh, he finds himself in Pharaoh's, uh, Pharaoh's house as a servant. He has every reason in the world to be mad at God. But he's smart. He don't get mad at God. And what he says is, he says, How shall I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Well, she didn't give up. The devil don't give up easy. And the Bible said she caught him by herself one day as he was going into uh, the house there to do his business and there was none of the men of the house there around. And she caught him by his garment saying, Lie with me. And the Bible said he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. In other words, he just, he just took his coat off when she got a hold of it. And he just left it in her hands. And you say, what did he do? He was wise. He fled. He ran. Amen. You see, he knew his flesh was feeble. He knew that his flesh was feeble and because it was, he knew the best thing to do was flee. Amen. Flee. 
Did you know the Bible says flee youthful lust? Don't say pray about it. Some things you don't pray about. You just run. You don't have to pray about what to do when God's already told you what to do. God didn't say, God didn't say, pray about it when you're tempted by some woman or some man. Pray about it. No, God said run. God said run. Why? Because you're feeble. You're feeble. But please notice in our verse that the Bible didn't say the coney, but it said the conies are a feeble folk. You say, what's that mean? That means all of them's feeble. That means you and me tonight, we're feeble. Even the, even the person that, that may seem the strongest tonight, you're feeble in the flesh. Now there is people that's stronger in the spirit than other people are. Uh, we can't put everybody on the same plane when we get into the spirit because these people that they, they keep time with God, they keep their head in the Bible, they're faithful to the house of God, they, uh, they maybe do some fasting and there's people that are stronger spiritually than other people are. But when it comes to the flesh, we're all in the same family. We're all weak. We're all feeble. And so the wisdom comes in the fact uh, uh, that we know that we are feeble. We know that we are feeble. The Coney knows that. Number two, the Bible said there in our verse, it said the Coney's are a feeble folk, yet make they, yet make they. Now the reason that they make them a place to go it's because that they realize there's danger around. There's danger around. And so uh, they make their dens in the rocks. They stay, they, they stay close around to their den. And the reason to do that is because they know they're feeble. Uh, and because they know there's dangers out there uh, that's out there to get them. Folks, you and I live in a dangerous world. Uh, uh, the Bible said peerless times. Uh, it says will come. Can I tell you tonight, peerless times have come. Uh, and we live in a dangerous world. Uh, a lot of dangers out there that you and I have got to face. Amen. And we're wise to realize there's dangers out there against a child of God. Listen to what Peter said. He said, be sober. That means serious. Be vigilant. You've heard of a vigilante. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, and I always, for years I quoted that wrong every time I'd quote it, I'd say as a roaring lion, he stalketh, but the Bible don't say stalketh. The Bible said as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeing whom he may devour. Who's the devil going to devour? He's going to devour that person that thinks they're strong enough and they can handle all the dangers and they're not watching, they're not looking. Uh, uh, but the Bible said this little old coney is wise uh, and that little old coney's always looking around. 
He's always a watching to see if there's going to be a mountain lion or there's going to be a snake or there's going to be a bear. There's going to be something there. He's always looking around. Folks, you and I are living in a time when we need to be always on the watch and looking around. Amen. You say, well, I've been saved 30 years. There ain't no danger of me doing that. A fellow told me this morning about a preacher I know. Him and his wife been married about 50 years. And uh, he said, I didn't know it until the other day, but said his wife left him two years ago and said he's already remarried. Now, I know these folks, and if, if you'd have uh, told me that, I'd, I'd thought to myself, there ain't no way that's going to happen to them. But you see, we can't never get to the place where that we think it can't happen to us. I, uh, we can't never get to the place where that we don't stop watching and looking around because there's dangers out there. The devil hates the home. He hates the husband and wife. He, ha- he hates uh, children and a family. He hates it. His number one attack uh, is on the family. You say, I thought it was on the church. Well, families is what makes up churches. Amen. So he's stalking about. Now, they realize, they realize there's dangers out there. And they realize that their size is no match for mountain lions or bears. They're wise because they realize they're stalked about uh, by others, but they're wise because they realize their size as compared to others is no match. No match. You see tonight, Jesus, when He talks about us, He talks about us in the terms of smallness. We think about in Luke 12 and 32 when He said, Little flock! He didn't say big flock. He said, Little flock! It's my pleasure to give unto you the kingdom. Amen. Jesus' church in the Bible, when His disciples met, and oftentimes other at Pentecost and at the beginning of the church, many times when they met, uh, it was only a handful that got together. And Jesus said, Little flock, it's my pleasure to give unto you the kingdom. John, the revelator, when he wrote John in, in the first John, John said, Little children. Amen. Little children. Amen. Talk about the church. Little children. You know what little children are? They're helpless. They're defenseless. Uh, they can't defend themselves. Uh, amen. amen. And you and I need to realize just how much we need Jesus. That's right. The Bible said of the church, one of the churches there, and of the church it says this of, I cannot believe it says it of this church. I, if it said it of Ephesus, I'd have believed it. If it said it of Laodicea, I'd have believed it. I, if it said it of Sardis, I'd believed it. But the church it says it of is the church of Philadelphia. The best church in the bunch. And you know what the Lord says? Thou hast a little strength. That's the best church of the, of the seven. That's the only church that the Lord didn't say nothing bad about. That's the church that kept the word of God. And yet he said, thou hast a little strength. A little strength. Folks, that's all we got tonight is a little strength. 
Brother Broughton, years ago, probably 20 years ago, Brother Broughton told me one day, he said, Brother Prophet. I said, yes, sir. And he had a, I thought, a, and still do, he had a great church, a thriving. And he said, Brother Prophet, he said, sometimes I feel like my church is so strong that it could withstand everything. And he said, other times, he said, I think a little flea could come by and break it down. Smart man. Can I tell you that the Bible says that you and I, that our size compared to our enemies, uh, you take you and the world, the flesh, the devil, the world. That's what we're up against. We're up against this world that hates God. We're up against this world that hates the church. We're up against this world that wants nothing to do with God. We're up against the devil. That the only one that could ever defeat him was Jesus. Thank God he did. Amen. Uh, so these things, these conies are wise because they, they know they're in danger. They're wise because they sum it all up and they say, I'm no match for what I'm up against. So they found the solution was in their wisdom. Look over in the Ecclesiastes. There's a little parable there. Nobody has really ever figured out exactly what it's talking about. I've preached it and used it like Jesus. But uh, there's no place in the Bible that fits this parable. Uh, but it says, uh, There was a little city, I preached it called the city of the soul, but there was a little city and a few men within it, and there came a great king against it. I'm in Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 14. And there came a great king against it, and besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor, underline it, wise man. There was found in it a poor, wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city Yet no man remembered the same poor man. And then said I, underline it, wisdom is better than strength. It's better to be smart than strong. Your wisdom can get you through things and overcome things that in your strength you're not able to do. That little coney, the way he's able to overcome, the way he's able to maintain, the way he's able to survive is because he has wisdom. You say, where'd he get that at? He got it from God. Our Sunday school teachers have been teaching through Proverbs for months. And uh, in the early part of Proverbs, every, every chapter, wisdom, 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 wisdom. Look at Look at Proverbs 4 and look at verse 5. The Bible said, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Look at verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. The main thing you want to get is wisdom. Is that what the Bible said? Ain't that what you got there in your Bible? You ought to underline it. It said, wisdom is the principal thing. It's better than physical strength. It's better than money. It's better than anything. The Bible said it is the principal thing. Did you know you can take your, and I, I'm not talking about changing the Bible, 
But did you know you could, uh, you know you could take your Bible in many places where the word wisdom is, you could scratch that out and write Christ in there. And it worked. Let's try it. Get Christ. Let's try it. Christ is the principal thing. Wisdom. Where do we get wisdom at? 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 30. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. But of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us what? Wisdom. Wisdom. You want to wise up, get saved, and get Jesus Christ in your life, and get in this book if you want to wise up. Amen. You see, wisdom, the wisdom is Jesus. He said, but of Him are ye in Christ, those who are in Christ Jesus, who are of God, is made unto us. Notice the very first thing, wisdom. Why is wisdom before righteousness? You've got to have enough, you got to have enough wisdom to get Christ before you get to righteousness. Boy, you, you wised up the day you got saved, I tell you that. I tell you, the best thing you ever did, and if you're here tonight and you're not saved, the best thing you'd ever do is get wisdom, get Christ, Amen. get Jesus in your life, get saved. Amen, the Bible said, righteousness and sanctification, separation, and redemption. Amen. We get it all in Christ. First few years of my ministry, I was miserable, made miserable by folks that, that were always coming around me and telling me I, I needed something else. I, needed, I didn't have enough. I needed something else. But oh, it was a good day in my life when I read Colossians and the Bible said, In Christ you are complete, thank God. Amen. Get Jesus and you'll get everything you need. Everything you need. These little conies are... They're wise because they know what the solution is. Don't try to use their strength, but to use the what God's given them, the wisdom, to go where they need to go. You be wise if you would understand the solution to your sin problems, Jesus. The solution to your family problem, your marriage, your children problem and a thousand others that we could talk about tonight the answer is Jesus Jesus we see their description we see their dangers look here at our verse again he said the conies are but a feeble folk yet make they their houses in the rock Underline two words in that verse if you underline your Bible. Houses and rocks. You see these little conies are wise in where they live. And the Bible says houses. And the Bible says rocks. Why? Because they're several. They're several. First of all, the Bible says that Christ is a rock. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, the Bible talks about 
Bible talks about uh, those uh, out in the wilderness and you know that rock out there and Moses, uh, Moses smote the rock and the water came out and he fed about 600,000 or watered about 600,000 people and animals there. And then a little bit, bit, little bit later on down the road, they needed water again. And the people were murmuring, people were complaining. And God told Moses the first time, He said, Moses, smite the rock. That's a picture of Christ on the cross of Calvary. Smite the rock. And when you smite the rock, waters will come forth. That's a picture of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. When He was smitten on the cross, the living waters came from Christ. But the next time the Lord didn't tell Moses to smite it, He said, speak to it. And the people were complaining and murmuring and Moses got upset and, and Moses, uh, he got mad and Moses smote the rock. And boy, it cost him. God said, because you smote that rock, you can't go into the promised land. I'll let you see it, but you can't go in there. You say, why is that? Because you see, that rock's a type of Christ. Moses smote it twice. God's Son's only going to be crucified one time. He's not going to be crucified twice. I mean, it was the grace and the mercy of God that let Him be crucified the first time for wretched sinners like us. But God sure ain't going to let Him go through it again. And when Moses smote that rock again, you see, we don't have to smite the rock. We don't have to crucify Christ afresh. All we got to do is speak to Him. Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me of my sins. You see, Christ is a rock that we need to make a home in. The Bible said Christ in you, but it ain't just Christ in you, it's you in Christ. That ark is in, old, in Genesis is a picture of Christ. Uh, God told Noah and his family, uh, Noah and his family after they got them all there, God said to Noah, Come thou and thy family into the ark. In other words, God was already in there. If God wasn't already in there, He would have said, Noah and you and your family go into the ark. But God was already in there, and it's a picture of, it's a picture of, of Christ and God reconciling the world uh, unto Himself. Uh, uh, Christ is in God, and He says for you and me, Come on in, bring your family. Amen. Christ in God. But the Bible said rocks. They make their home in the rocks. Christ is a rock. But as you know, the Bible, the Word of God is a rock. Amen. The Word of God is a rock. Look in Matthew 7, and you'll remember this parable. At the end of Matthew 7 there, and Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise, wise, wise man, wise like the coney, which built his house upon a rock. Amen. Stay in Christ. You say, how's that the Bible? Well, it said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. That's the Bible. You say, what else? Well, Matthew 7 in Matthew 16 and verse 18, Jesus said, Peter, who do you think I am? And he said, well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that unto you. My heavenly Father told you that. 
And he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Now the church may not be a rock, but it's on the rock. And I said that to say this. That cone is wise because there, the Bible didn't say he builds his house on the rock. But the Bible said the house is at rock. You say why? Because that little old cone, if he gets in danger, he can run into any one of them. Amen. And find a place of safety. That's right. And you and I, we can run to Christ. We can run to the Bible. We can run to the church. Thank God we've got a place of safety. You see, people are not too wise. They don't read their Bible regularly. And people are not too wise that don't come to church. You say, why? That's your refuge. Man, I about died them three little old weeks that we had to stay out of church. I about died them three little old weeks. I was coming here, but y'all wasn't here. I don't know how you, some of you folks are making it out there that ain't been to church in a year. Amen. Fellow woman said again, I don't know how some of you are making it out there that ain't been to church in a year. You're scared to come to church. The church is where you come to when you are scared. Amen. Well, old Coney's got sense, boy. Danger comes. They run to that rock. They run to Christ. They, they, they run to the church. They run to the Word of God. Why do they do that? Because there's safety. Look at Psalms 104, verse 18. I told you there's two verses about the cone in the Bible. Psalm 104, verse 18. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats. Semicolon. And the rocks, rocks again, the rocks. Not rock, but the rocks for the conies. They're wise. They're wise. Let me give you this. I'm done. I know how y'all feel uh, tonight. Because I heard some preachers this week say they was done and they wasn't done. And they said we're rounding third base and we're on first base still. I know how y'all feel. And, and I know how the Apostle Paul, Paul said finally, and he wrote two more chapters. So it's just a preacher thing, I guess. But there's strength. There's strength. Look at Psalms 31 and verse 2. It's talking about God. Bow down thy ear speedily. Psalm 31 verse 2. Bow down thine ear speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to me. Okay, here's why the cone is so wise. He knows he's, he knows he's feeble. He's described as a feeble folk. He knows he's feeble. Number two, 
He knows there's dangers all around. He knows that. And he knows that he's no match for the dangers that he has to face. And he's wise because he makes him a house in the rocks. You say, what happened? Here's what happened. You see, that coney's feeble. That coney has no strength of his own. But when that little old coney, when that mountain lion gets after him or that bear gets after him and that big old bear could, could crush him in his mouth and swallow him with one glump and that little old coney's wise enough to know he's not strong as a bear but he runs into the rock and the rock's stronger than the bear. The bear can't get in the rock. He can come up there and growl around and scratch around but he can't get in there. And so that little old Coney could say, I'm as strong as the rock. And so you and I, we can come down to the house of God and we can say we're in Christ. And we can say that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. My strength comes from Christ. I can say, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. I can say as long as I'm in Him, I'm strong as He is. Amen. I read to you, I can say He is my strength. He is my strength. So that Coney is wise because he don't go on his strength, he goes on the strength of something else. That's what you and I got to do tonight. We got to go on the strength of something else. The conies are but a feeble folk if they make their houses in the rocks. God said there be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. You want some wisdom? There it is. Father, we thank you tonight for the Word of God.